Hey, before the show starts, we want to let you know that the Cybersecurity Marketing Society's annual conference, Cyber Marketing Con 2022, will be held this year, November 16th through 18th in Arlington, Virginia. And yes, there will also be a virtual option. You really don't want to miss it. We'll have two days jam-packed with cybersecurity marketing strategies, ideas, metrics, insights. It's going to be the place to be. Visit cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com and click on conference to grab your ticket. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, where we explore the hottest topics in cyber marketing, interview experts, and help you become a better cybersecurity marketer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing. I'm one of your trusty hosts and head of launch today. <laughs> and with me is my trusty co-host, Gianna Whitfer and second in command of launch. <laughs> and we have super, super special guests with us today. Very dear to our hearts, our number one champion since day one, <laughs> Chris and Ron from Hacker Valley. We're going to talk content. We're going to talk podcasting. We're going to tease out some of the things they're going to be doing at Cyber Marketing Con this year. It's uh, November 16th to the 18th, and it'll be an awesome episode. Chris and Ron, thank you so much for being with us today, and welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So let's jump right in. Each of you give us your version of what looks like a successful content strategy in cybersecurity with your vendor hats off, of course. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, vendor hats off. Everyone should have a content strategy. If you're in business, you have to do content. That's just the name of the game these days. But Honestly, putting out content is just the first part, right? You have to commit to putting out content, putting out valuable content. Don't always look to make sales or fill that funnel. Providing content is one of the most important things that you can do as a business and even as a person that cares about their own personal brand. Yes. And you know what the challenging thing is for people in cybersecurity marketing or outside of cybersecurity marketing is the content strategy changes over time. Like you'll create it one day and you'll feel so great about it. And then maybe even a month later, it might even be a week later, you're like, hmm, this isn't exactly what I thought it was when I was working on the original strategy. I need to adjust and realign. And you might need to keep doing that until you find that sweet spot. That's what we've learned at least. So you both made the pivot from practitioners to marketers, content creators, and literally every hat there is under the sun when it comes to running your own business and creating a true media company. What's your opinion of the marketing, the marketing, now that you're on the other side of the table? I would say it's interesting because everybody has their own tactics and strategies. And to me, some of them don't make sense. Some of them make a lot of sense. And there's such a wide variety. There are so many people in this industry that come from many walks of life, whether they're a practitioner or even on the marketing side. Even my wife, for example, she started as a physical therapist, really focused on pelvic health for women and men. But now she's in cybersecurity marketing and she's really great at it. She's able to take some of those communication skills that she learned over time because talking to someone about their pelvic health is very personal. A lot of people don't want to speak about it. So she has to invent ways to engage people, make it interesting, make it relatable, make it seem like they're not alone. 
And I think we have a lot of people like that in cybersecurity marketing, which is why it's such a wide swath of what you'll see on LinkedIn and email at events and alike. I think everyone's in a, a nascent stage in this new field of marketing. I think before it was very sales centric. Now I think you're getting to sharing that limelight with sales and brand. So I think more folks are getting into the content creation space. But I think there is a bit of a learning curve when it comes to creating content, whether you're talking about just social media content, video, audio. So I think that we're really, really early on. But I think a lot of folks are really starting to see the value in creating content. Sounds like we need more empathy in marketing from the example (laughs) you gave, Ron, and really trying to connect on a personal level. I got to say, I wanted to add to that as well. That's exactly what we don't see enough of. We had the opportunity to speak to you all, but also Danny Wolf and really understand the passion that some marketers have for understanding the industry, understanding the subject matter expert or the customer. You're speaking directly to them. And I think if we did more of that in marketing, we would see the world change. Ron, I'm going to pick at one thing you said a little bit ago, and you said some marketing now that you're in and on the other side, some you see are like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Without naming the vendor, can you talk a little bit about what you think does not work or isn't effective from what you've seen now that you're here on this side of the house? I thought you were going to let me get away with it. I was saying <laughs> I love some stuff. I hate some stuff. The things that I no don't... Way. <laughs> ne- <laughs> the things that I don't necessarily love are the come join us here. Like we have this over here. It's at 7 p.m. And I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but come join us. To me, that seems a little unauthentic. Like, do you really want me to join this event? Or is there an ulterior motive why you want me to join it? You're describing it like I'm going to get some value out of it. But what it appears, though, like through the marketing, through the social copy, even through the imagery, It seems like you just want me to click it so you have, whether it's a lead, whether it's me signing up for a demo, but I don't necessarily feel invited to this event. I feel invited to your funnel. Ooh, that is really good. I feel like that's the title of this episode, right, Gianna? (laughs) That's (laughs) a good one. Don't invite me to your funnel. (laughs) Don't invite me to your funnel. Ron and Chris, I think you guys do a really good job with that, with your content, because you have... LinkedIn lives. So yeah, someone can like sign up for a live, but a LinkedIn live, like it's just an inobtrusive moment in time that's within the feed, like on LinkedIn, right? You don't even have to submit all your details or do anything. It kind of lives on LinkedIn. It seems more authentic for some reason, at least from my perspective. Yeah, I would say part of that is honestly just giving, giving value to the community. I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing that we probably miss the most in marketing. Of course, we have business objectives that we're trying to get to, but we can also serve people instead of sell to them in order to really build that community, build that engagement with everyone that you're trying to speak to. Because that conversation is two ways. You know, they give you information, you give them information, and there could be an exchange there. And only when there's an opportunity where you can serve them with your product or whatever your services is when you commit to that ask. Yeah. And I think as marketers too, we all try to do this. It's hard because a lot of times we don't come from the community, right? We are not ex-practitioners that are now doing marketing. And so to sound authentic and to truly just 
come up with content that seems, well, that is valuable, but also comes from this generous giving mindset. It's hard to pull that off when it isn't deep down inside truly what it is. It's fabricated in a lot of ways. Right. And the community smells the bullshit. So, it's, of course. yeah, that's why not everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. I would say to that point, you don't necessarily have to be the one speaking. Marketing could be the vehicle for that conversation. You could pull folks from within your company. You could even pull from your own experiences, but you could even almost pose it as like a question. In fact, one of the mentees that I have, she wanted to start putting out content, but she's relatively new to cybersecurity. And I said, you don't necessarily have to have the answers. You don't have to say, hey, this is exactly what we do, X, Y, and Z, and why we do it. You can pose great questions, and great questions cause conversation. Those conversations enable you to learn, but it doesn't only enable you to learn, it enables everyone to learn at scale. So you don't have to necessarily have all the answers. Just having the right questions is good enough, too. That's so true. So valid. What about your journey so far since you've joined the Exonius family and you truly, truly wore that full-time marketer hat? Tell us a little bit about what it's been like. It's been like going to the school of hard knocks in the best way <laughs> because we have our practitioner's mind like, and we know what we would love to see. And what we would love to see doesn't necessarily equate back to everyone else. So we have to really find like the opportunities to learn about how marketing really works underneath of the hood because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pieces that go into it. I think there's a lot of elements that are unappreciated or that go less than appreciated. And that goes all the way from strategy for, hey, how are we going to formulate this campaign? It's going to run all year long. And then the design, having a great designer design and articulate that message visually Wow. Mm -hmm. The social copy, I think copywriters, mad love for them as well. Now that I'm on this side, because when we met Maria, you came to us wanting to learn more about Hacker Valley, a little bit about cybersecurity. And you also came with the opportunity to help teach. And we were taking everything like a sponge. I think there's this big piece that cybersecurity practitioners can learn from marketers. And that's Mm -hmm. how to sell your content. Like Chris was just describing you may feel afraid that your content isn't going to resonate, but all right, well, you just need to add that sugar and honey on top, make it look great, make it inviting and make it sweet for everybody. I think, you know, making that pot sweet for everyone is very magical. And what we've done at Exonius and since our partnership with them is really focus on new shows. We have Technically Divided. That was a huge undertaking for us, especially with all the other things that we have going on. And now we're able to see like, hey, this is how we were already creating it. This is how we elevate it. And this is how we also have marketing help drive some of the engagement to the content. And now we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors and producers, Hacker Valley Media. Chris Cochran and Ron Eddings run an amazing studio here, which produces not only the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, but a bunch of other shows that you're going to want to listen to as well. So all these shows plus more, and then on top of that, probably even more coming soon, are available to look at, listen to, and sponsor at HackerValley.com. Make sure you go over there and say, hey, Gianna and Maria said I should come check out your website, listen to your shows, and sponsor a podcast or two. The relationship with Exonius has been 
invaluable to us as creators, as folks that work with marketers on a pretty regular basis. We've worked with marketers in the past when we do sponsorships through Hacker Valley, but really being embedded with the marketing team, working with the different functions, really understanding the nuts and bolts, the difference between brand and demand gen, understanding some of the more advanced concepts within marketing, I think has been super, super valuable for us because now we know exactly what goes into marketing. We can also see where we can help folks from time to time when it comes to creating content and understanding like voice and how do you reach and resonate with the community that you're trying to speak with. Love it. Now that you've been immersed, you can even lend a helping hand to marketing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Give them a little expertise of your own. And we are so excited to have both of you come actually and give a workshop to the marketers who are attending Cyber Marketing Con 2022. For listeners who skip past the intro where we advertise the conference, Cyber Marketing Con 2022 is our third annual conference, but the first time we're holding it live, it'll be in Arlington, Virginia, November 16th through 18th. And it's three days of strategy, of diving deep into demand generation, digital, and also networking with tons of other cybersecurity marketers, building co-partnerships, co-marketing relationships, and attending a bunch of awesome workshops one of which is what Chris and Ron are going to be teaching, how to make your own cybersecurity company podcast. Mm -hmm. We're so excited for that. Oh, beyond excited to even just be at the conference. We've been at both of those. We were probably one of the earlier members in the Cybersecurity Marketing Society. Do you remember how many members you actually had when I came to that first meeting? Yeah, you were one of the first 10. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And, and how much it's grown since then is really mind boggling. It's yep. really awesome. Yep. And guess who else was part of the first 10? Yeah. Nate Nathan Burke. Burke from the Yeah, he sure was. That, <laughs> and then shortly first. after that, Ron joined, which is yep. insane. It was so awesome meeting Nate and seeing how folks were thinking outside the box. He was really excited about the cameo stuff that he was doing at the time. The relationship between Hacker Valley and Cybersecurity Marketing Society has been one for the ages, helping each other out from time to time and just being in each other's universe, I think has been something that's been really special for me. I mean, same for us. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for you two and pushing us and telling us, yes, you can do it. (laughs) Don't let it be just an idea. Actually get it done. Get a couple of microphones and start talking. Mm -hmm. It's going to be almost a year soon, right after the new year. Mm. That flew by. So what sort of titillating tidbits can you give us for what you're kind of going to go through on your workshop at Cyber Marketing Con? Give the audience, give them a little teaser, give them something to get excited about. Not too much, though. Yeah, not too much. (laughs) Because we want them to get a ticket and come to the conference. conference. Come meet Chris and Ron. (laughs) You got to come through. It's going to be so worth it. Everyone wants to start a podcast. Even you two came to us last year. We're like, we want to start a podcast. We want to bring cybersecurity marketing and help people break through, not just from an entry level point, but break through and reach their audience. There is a lot of organizations that want to do the same thing with their own problem space, whether it be cybersecurity, endpoint detection and response, or something in technology as a whole, like laptops, maybe selling laptops. But there's a lot that you can do with a podcast because one, you have the stage for it. Two, you have the people, the people internally to your company that are building out solutions or helping people solve problems. Like those are great, great hosts. 
And then you have everybody in the industry. And joining our workshop, you can get some insights on how can you harness and capitalize on this opportunity that's really in front of everybody. And it's almost free, depending on how you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say the thing that we're going to talk about the most, some might say that it's harder than it looks making a podcast that has impact. I would say podcasting is more nuanced than it looks. There's a lot of little things, a lot of details that you have to keep in mind when starting a podcast, launching a podcast, finding that formulation, figuring out the medium, figuring out all the little details that goes into a podcast all the way through the album art. So really understanding like what are some of the gotchas or the I wish I would have knowns that we had to figure out on our own. I didn't read my first podcasting book until about two years in. And there was pros and cons to that because we did go to the School of Hard Knocks, figured out a lot on our own, and even invented some ways of doing things that we don't think a lot of people are doing. But then we were able to go back, get a little bit of that traditional education and podcasting, and now marry the two together to do something pretty cool that we could bring to everyone else. Awesome. I love We're that. so excited for that. This is going to be amazing. People are almost going to walk out like with a podcast plan in hand, basically, (laughs) you know, they're going to come in, they're going to listen to the wisdom of you two. And then they're going to be like, okay, I've got like my name and my content and a rough draft of what I want the album to look like. And I know the platform and the tech and everything. And we're so excited for that. Now we just need to get Zencaster to sponsor and give free microphones <laughs> for everyone to attack. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Zencaster. Cool. That would be a good invite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Call Zencaster Road right, Shore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us all the vendors we need to hit up. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's Zencaster. Are you listening? Is it like Zoom <laughs> where they're, everyone's listening to your calls? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Any practitioners, what they think about that? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Should we play our game? Yes. Okay. So, Ron and Chris, we've loved having you on. We can't wait to have you at the conference. And we're so excited and happy that we got to meet you. That got really sappy. Anyway, um <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, you, you tell us how much <laughs> we mean to you. We changed your life. Yeah, just go through it. Okay. You mean so much to us. You're the shining stars in our night sky and the sun and the moon. And thank you. And now that I've said all that, I think we're going to change your life because we're going to guess what you would be doing if you were not doing what you're doing today, which is our game that we play at the end of every show. I've been waiting for this one. I'm excited about it. Oh, this is going to be so tough. Okay. Rules. Rules. One, it can't be podcasting slash media. Two, it can't Mm -hmm. be cybersecurity military also i think so those are the three off the table yeah okay i can go first okay so chris i think you'd be a professional dancer backup dancer or frontline dancer or whatever because i've seen you move and then ron i don't know if this would be cheating but i think maybe like a radio host radio show. that's such cheating (laughs) maria Ron, you'd be in physical therapy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Monica would switch roles. Gianna, right. <laughs> you go. Okay, so Chris, this is only because you dropped a hint about Bora Bora. I think you would like be like running a line of cruise ships or mm. like maybe a custom travel company. Like, come with me, Chris Cochran. 
and my family, and we're going to show you Bora Bora, which (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that that. a lot. (laughs) And (laughs) I dance show every day. (laughs) (laughs) And then Ron would be an artist, like Mm -hmm. a painter. That is my guess. Okay. Now that I'm looking at your background, why didn't I guess like yoga instructor or meditation <laughs> or maybe like a holistic doctor? Right. I could have thought of all of those things. There's so many hints behind well, you. Change it real fast, Fran. Holistic doctor. All right. How bad did we do? For me, you did great. I was a dancer before the Marine Corps. If I could continue that, that would be pretty cool. But I will say I do like Gianna's idea of having like a fleet of cruise ships. I probably will make a little bit more money with that versus dancing, but (laughs) I could see both happening. Yeah, like below deck, Chris Cochran. Yeah, maybe I do the cruise ship thing and then on my cruises, the lucky cruise ship, I get to dance, perform a little bit so then I can have both there. Mm -hmm. There we go. go. Nightly show. So for mine, Maria, you stuck in fourth quarter with the buzzer beater. I would definitely be something that is involved with others like... I would love to be a yoga instructor. I did that for two classes before and I couldn't do it because of like my job and family and all that. But I love going through things that are a process. So anything that is working with others that's going through a series of steps, especially like yoga, because there's only so many variations. I love like those transitioning from step one to step two. Love that. Right. Yes, I, I think you won. won. <laughs> we won. You won. won. You won. Yes. Yes, I never win. (laughs) Congrats. Thanks, Ron and Chris, for being on the show today. Yeah, it's always such a good conversation. You all have so much wisdom and so much advice that every time we talk, I feel like we get something different and we're like, oh, yeah, that is so true. I'm going to write I feel the same way about you, too. You're always working on something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thanks for being on the show. We can't wait to see you in November. And yes. by the way, Chris did promise those moves in November. So we're going to make that happen. There. <laughs> and we will have entertainment and a DJ and music. So you'll have no excuse. You all have to join me, though. Everybody has to yes. join. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ron and Chris, how can people find you if they want to reach out and sponsor a podcast or learn a dance move or yoga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can reach us at uh, HackerValley.com. That's the best way to get to our content. Definitely join us in our Discord. Our Discord is popping with all sorts of practitioners and content creators and people even outside of cybersecurity. And you can easily get to that at hackervalley.com forward slash Discord. All right. That's it for our episode today. Thanks for listening. If you haven't given us 10 stars yet, please do so. You can just do five stars in this episode and then five (laughs) stars in the next episode. And that's 10 stars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell your colleagues, your friends, everyone in cybersecurity marketing that this podcast exists. And if you want to be on the podcasts, hit us up at podcasts with an S at hackervalley.com. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.